boy talking about on the telephone, man? Explain it what to him. What the hell? we know there's a telephone, boy. What the hell thing I'm doing? Losing his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. Let's not stand on ceremony here. We have blood to spare. You're like some desperate howling demon. You frightened me. Do it again. People have accidents. Frank, what are you saying? I'm saying people have accidents, that's all. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate a bill. Welcome to Comic-Cons, a geek podcast for the rest of us who are the rest of us. My name is Nick Stevens and I'm your host, but in a way, aren't we all waking up in the middle of the night because we hear a sound, a sound, a sound creeping in the night, this fucking sound that, that woke my wife from her slumber, you know, ultimately waking me up from my slumber you know, as a result of her being awake, because I sleep, I'm a deep sleeper, you know what I mean? I mean, trees could be falling in the woods outside my house, and I don't know if I'd stir. Somebody could creep into the night, a la Ghostbusters, you know, under the sheets, and I don't know if I would bat an eye or twitch a muscle. However, sphincter tightened or not tightened, I would like to think that a scream in the night would, would, would rouse me. And I, I believe, if I recall, I, the scream that woke my wife, it was a scream, a series of screams. I, I, I thought I was like in a dream. I'm pretty sure I was in Delta City with RoboCop, hanging out, having some beers, you know. I'm like, oh shit, I fell off the wagon again. But up, I was with RoboCop, so it's okay. And then I heard this, ah, ah, and I was like, oh man. Somebody must be dying. We better go check it out. And before I could even get up out of my seat with RoboCop and, and you know, see what was happening, uh, my wife shakes me and stirs me from my slumber. And the sound, well, I can't even really fully describe it, but the sound, is, it sounded like, it was almost like a, like a young, I hate to say it, but some young fawn or like mystical creature getting raped over and over again. Like, ah! And I can't, <laughs> I can't even do it justice. But that's that's it, you know. I mean, I mean, I know I'm, I know I'm like a, a minute or two into the show, and already I'm, you know, ah, you know, talking about rape. But it is what it is, I guess. This is uh, just one of those shows. My wife, you know, terrified, is like, go check it out, you know. So I get up out of bed, I open the window. I don't open the window. I pull back the curtains. It's darkness, you know. I mean, I I don't live in the woods, but I got woods around my house, you know, and the trees. Now, I did see a small, pale Victorian boy. He looked kind of ghostly with sullen, dark, opaque eyes. But I didn't pay him any mind. I just figured he, was just, he just came with the... It came with the frame. It came with the woods. You know what I mean? Uh, the burbs. And I just ignored it. But I did listen closer. And it was a continued... Ah! Ah! So I turned the floodlight on, right? Now, it's supposed to be a motion detector. It doesn't always detect motion. However, on a windy day, it lights up because the trees, you know... 
but it's weird. Like for some reason, it just doesn't always light up. Like a squirrel could run by and it might not light up, but a, tr- a tree branch, it must be just the, the way the lights are positioned, but nothing, you know, set the light off. So I had to turn it on manually myself, you know, from the inside. I got a little switch in the room. I turn it on and oh my God, nothing. <laughs> Even the Victorian boy was gone. So I Google, you know, yeah, Google. And I just Googled screams in the night, you know, and this, ladies and gentlemen, friends of the podcast, Kamikazes, this is what came up when I Googled said screams in the night. Did you hear that? That's exactly the sound I heard last night. I mean, verbatim, that's the sound. That's it. Mine was a lot closer. That's a fox, ladies and gentlemen. Sure enough, it's a female fox crying out in the night. But I had no idea until last night that uh, that's what they sound like. Now, I've heard cats, you know, scream out in the night on their escapades, a la Selena Kyle would say, you know. Um, I've even heard uh, an old Hispanic man yell out, Jaramina, Telemundo, you know, randomly in the middle of the night. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it's just the old Spanish guy again, you know. But again... Not alarmed because I'm used to those noises. I had never heard this before in my entire life. If I have, it must have been a drunken night because I don't remember it. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, like I said, I was in the middle of a dream with Robocop and my wife woke me up. And I'm not resenting her by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying what I'm saying to say it. And I say all that to say this. Welcome to another episode of just me ranting and raving in the gay garage. Here for your entertainment. Uh, we're going to keep this thing going, babies. Kamikazes. Friends. Uh, what do I want to talk about tonight? Well, uh, the news. Not the news. Not the news that's going on. But like the news and rumors that we care about. You know, like, uh, you know, who's going to have the big blockbuster box office this summer? <laughs> Almost nobody. But uh, more importantly... You know what's shaking and what's what's shaking and 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 moving with some of these uh, some of the things, some of the properties, some of the intellectual properties, some of the uh, comic book movies or shows that we like to talk about on this podcast. What's happening to them? Uh, what are some casting rumors? Maybe you know because who doesn't like a good rumor? I love a good rumor, especially when it's when it comes down to you know is ScarJo going to be playing Batgirl? No, but I mean. I, I wouldn't mind somebody like ScarJo playing somebody like Batgirl in a DC universe. They get me up in the morning in more ways than one. Like Ana de Armas, I think I'm pronouncing that right, is rumored to play none other than Zatanna. Now, I don't know if that's in a standalone film. I don't know if that's in a Justice League Dark adaptation one day. But Ana de Armas, who you might recognize from Blade Runner 2049... And knives out. Me and Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson saw it. It was phenomenal. And I did talk about it on the podcast. If you haven't seen it, you rent it. If you haven't seen Blade Runner 40, 2049, you should watch it. I mean, it's just a gorgeous fucking film. Danny Villeneuve, you know what I mean? And Ryan Gosling. And of course, Harrison Ford comes out to play. And who doesn't mind seeing him? But yeah, Anna de Armas uh, showed up in that. That's the first time I ever saw her in anything. I don't know if she's just French and beautiful or if she's not French but Argentinian Hold the phone. Let's check our facts. I'd hate to have a retraction. What? I said I'd hate to have a retraction. Who fucking cares? Fuck them. Fire it up. Fire it up. Okay, okay, okay. Jesus. 
We don't always have to fire it up, Hank. Sometimes we can just play it real slow and real dry. I like a dry rub. You know, I like a dry rub too. Some people like barbecue sauce on the ribs. Me, I like a good dry rub. I really do. In more ways than one. I just wanted to let that sit there for a second. Let's look at this up real quick. Anna de... Oh, had it. Armas. Anna Cecilia de Armas Caso is a Cuban actress. So I was way off. However, I think what threw me off was notably had a leading role in the romantic drama Una Rosa de Francia. Maybe that's why I thought she was from France. Because Francia, you know? No? Ignorant white dudes. So ignorant white dudes. We're just so ignorant. What can we say? You know, you, you hear an accent and you see a name and you just, oh, she must be French. You know, did, she, she didn't sound French in any of her movies. So I should have thought like, I should have thought like more Cuban, so I apologize to the to the community, um, especially the Argentinian community, because they probably get more pissed than a French person. Like like Anna de Armas is a beautiful, great actress, so the French would take credit for that. But I feel like the Argentinians would be like, "She's not Argentinian; she's Cuban." You know, I, I don't know. I just feel like there'd be some kind of beef there. I could be wrong. I mean, Cuba, ninety miles from our shores. I do know that. I mean, you could practically swim there. I think an octogenarian at one point in time from Florida did do that. You know, or at least they did in droves back in the 50s when the water came up to your neck. But now, of course, you know, the sharks with lasers, I mean, they're going to get you. And Paulie Shore, too. I think he does that, too, on the, uh, on the weekends. What? Maybe I should just start making up arbitrary uh, facts about would-be or former celebrities um, and just throw it out there and see if it sticks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, so the rumor is that she could be uh, in contention to play uh, Zatanna. And when I say rumor, I mean pink Himalayan salt. You know what I mean? You go on the Instagrams and just, you know, things crop up, you know. Could be a slow news week. I think it's going to be several months of slow news period. Uh, I don't know why I would say that. Just something tells me that's the case. But I mean Zatanna. I mean, who doesn't love some fucking Zatanna? I've done whole episodes where I just ranted about her. So, I mean, I'm not going to do that now by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not going to sit here and go, Zatanna Zatara was born to be a hero. As a magical champion, descended from a line of mystics that have stood guard against the forces of dark magic since the dawn of civilization. She lives in two worlds. On Earth, she stands alongside superheroic warriors as they battle villainy, but she also walks in supernatural realms where good and evil are not so clearly defined and circumstances can make allies of impeccable foes. That's a great point. She's had to team up with some dark sorceresses and dark sorcerers of the same ilk and elk to get the job done. You know what I mean? And don't let that top hat and uh, Chippendale's outfit fool you. <sighs> There's more to her than some legs wrapped in gorgeous fishnet. You know what I mean? She's spunky. She's smart. <clears throat> She's powerful. I mean... And plus her spells, you know, are conjured by speaking backwards. You know, I mean, how, how's that, how is that not cool? You know what I mean? You flip it and you reverse it. It's I'm just going to fill up my Dr. Pepper cream soda real quick. But speaking of uh, DC, director Boris Mojoski has confirmed that Barbara Gordon will appear in Titan season three. 
Uh, speaking of DC, uh, Scott Snyder posted on his Twitter, and I just thought that was cool. Scott Snyder, of course, is a renowned writer for Batman. Uh, he did the New 52 Batman. He did the great run with uh, Greg Capullo, uh, which kind of redefined a lot of things. He did uh, Darkest Night, you know. Uh, he said, if we do a DC Marvel crossover, I'd like to write Batman versus everyone. Hmm. Hashtag please Marvel DC. He asked people to comment below. And some of the comments on this shit's hilarious too. Like one guy says he wouldn't make it past Iron Man. Hmm. I don't know about that. I think he would make it past Iron Man. Because Iron Man, he, I mean, he's got the suit. He's got the, the gimmick and the gadgets. But I mean, Batman is is Batman, you know? Uh, Metropolis.now says that would be stupid this is the same guy who ruined the phrase because I'm Batman by making Batman seem OP I don't know what that means OP obsessive possessive I don't know Disney is too self-absorbed to let their characters be beat by Batman anyways Man, not a bad point nobody that would absolutely suck so many people hate that that's a little too much even for Batman I don't know, man. I mean, if, if fucking, uh, if the Punisher can kill the Marvel Universe, you know, in a Marvel what if, why can't Batman take on the Marvel Universe? You know what I mean? I mean, how, how badass is Batman that he's taking down fucking Superman, who's a god? But you're telling me he can't take down fucking Iron Man? I don't know. It don't make sense. I'll tell you who is getting taken down. Morbius. Morbius has been delayed. Will now be released March 19th, twenty. 21. Oh, man. Black Widow will now be released on November 6th. Pushing Eternals back to 2021. Pushing Shang-Chi to that following summer of the same year, 2021. Uh, no idea what's happening with Batman yet. I'm, I'm assuming that's probably going to get pushed back severely. Although Warner Brothers hasn't moved Tenet at all. Like It's still slated for July, which is kind of interesting because I... I don't know if they're really banking this. All this shit's going to be over by, by the time that comes out. This shit is crazy, though. And I guess we should talk about it a little bit. I mean, my wife went to the grocery store today. It's the first time we, she's gone to the grocery store in a long time because we've been ordering a lot of our groceries. We haven't been leaving the house. We've been going around the neighborhood and stuff like that uh, for walks. And, like, you know, it's been good outside. It's been, it's been nice outside weather-wise. So, you know, Zephyr has been, you know, just playing outside with his hose and the water table and, you know, just going on walks and trying to get him to you know, trying to teach him how to ride a bike, you know, on his little tricycle. Uh, so that's been good. But she went out and she said everybody was wearing a mask. Um, and she said it wasn't crazy. And I'm asking her to like report back to me like when she gets back, I'm like, so how was it, you know? What'd you see, you know? You know, what happened? You know, like like it's really an apocalypse and, and people are out there like, you know, ravaging the town and I need, I need to hear what she has to say, you know? Have they come yet? Where are they going, you know? And... I guess you kind of have to joke about it in some capacity because this shit is fucking crazy. Like, we've never seen anything like this before, you know? And, and our world is going to drastically change. And I joke about the movies getting pushed back and being like, oh, shit, that sucks. But it is kind of crazy. Like, this is affecting everything, you know? It's going to affect every, at the, at the way we live our lives, the way we, the way we see movies, the way we, you know, the way we communicate with each other. I mean, the way we commute back to and from work, you know? But going back to the communication thing, I think it's actually really good in a lot of ways because I think it's kind of forcing people to take a pause and stop and kind of appreciate what they have a little bit, you know? Like we don't, people, I think people are calling each other more, you know, and like genuinely talking instead of texting, you know, like FaceTiming instead of just 
sending an instant message or something, even though most of my friends and I still text and we have threads and it's just always bullshit. And I'll get back to the bullshit in a second, but I do want to say like it is kind of cool being able to spend more time with my son. Normally I'd be gone fucking 12, 13 hours a day, you know, including my commute, you know, and coming home and kind of like force, forcing dinner down and then getting him in the bath and then going to bed and then that's, that's it, that's a wrap. Spending more time with these people at work that I don't even fucking like than with my own family. And now I get to wake up and spend more time with them, you know, and it's great and I love it. And it's a little crazy sometimes when you're trying to work and, you know, you got little Z, you know, trying to, you know, build a fortress and he needs your help with the layout and the foundation and you can't pour concrete right now because you're on a, you're on a conference call. But that's when you just hit mute on the conference call, you know, and you let Dick Jones and OCP go on and on about their next protocol for Delta City and you just focus on you and RoboCop, you know, on your little adventure together, side by side, building castles in the sky, just the two of us. And here's another hit from Will Smith's Just a t- <laughs> Like father and son, here we go. Hmm. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. That song genuinely breaks the heart nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, man, am I going to, I can't pass up a moment. And that's just it. You'll get sucked into a conference call moment, right? And you'll just be in it. You'll be in the zone. And you're like, man. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in the zone. Like fucking Woody Harrelson and white men can't jump. I'm in the fucking zone, man. You know what I mean? And then I just look at my boy. And he's looking up at me and he's smiling. And he's like looking up at me. And he goes, daddy, you want to play, you know? I want to play with daddy. Daddy, come to the tour room. Play with me. Look at me. Now he says this now. He goes, look at me, daddy. You know? He saw something on TV and he was like, it's a Yoshin. And I said, it is a Yoshin. And I didn't correct him. I didn't say it's, the, it's an ocean. I said, you're right. You're goddamn right. It's a Yoshin. Because that's adorable. That's way better than my language, which has ocean defining a body of water. <laughs> you know? Yoshin is so much better. You know what I mean? And there's so many other words like that. So many little, little nuances that just, I mean, it melts my heart. What's another one? Oh, Geminade. I want some more Geminade, not lemonade, Geminade. And I said, well, here's some more Geminade, my man. Because guess what? Geminade is way better than lemonade. Geminade's like, oh, we're jamming and we're drinking some Geminade. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I stop what I'm doing. It snaps me out of it, man. It's like an epiphany. It's a, it's a, it's a just sharp synapses firing off, you know? And I got to just put down the computer and put down the phone. The other day, I just told the person I had to call him back. I was, oh, hey, let me call you back. And most people really, they understand. They get it because they realize people are home with their kids and their families and the circumstances are different. And hell, I'm talking about all this and I realize a lot of people don't have this opportunity to work right now during this time and it fucking sucks. So I'm not bitching at all. Trust me. I mean, I'm just saying it can get a little overwhelming sometimes. <clears throat> but I have to pull myself out of that, those pockets, because I have to like, this time is, is so fragile, it's so delicate, so it's so fleeting, it's so temporary. One might even say it's evanescent. I can't get up. Wake it up to Wake me up with the sun. Save me. Shut the fuck up. God damn it. Sorry, Jesus. I mean, who doesn't like a little bit of evanescence, you know? Not me. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought everybody had a little guilty pleasure here. I'm just saying that time is temporary. 
and I got to make the best of it while I can. God forbid something happens to me. I don't want my son's last memory of me being like, hold on, hold on, son. I'm busy. I'm on the phone. Can't you see I'm on the phone? It's an important phone call. Nothing is too important for my little Z. Nothing. He's the only thing that matters. We're the future, Charles, not them. They no longer matter. I'm just saying. You know, and the last thing I want to hear is like, I'll just hear that guitar picking in the back of my, in the back of my head when I start regretting something, like a moment that I could have had with him that was passed up, you know? And I just hear the cuts in the cradle and the silver spoon. A little boy blue and the man on the moon. I said, oh, when you're coming home and I don't know when. We'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. Like that's really, oh God. I don't want to look back on that. I look back on shit that I did. Like we, in college, okay, we were fucking young and dumb and so full of cum. And we gave the dog, we had no business having a dog. I never understood why these poor fucking ramen slurping, you know, natty light, past blue ribbon drinking, not that there's anything wrong with any of those brands, by the way, I'm not judging because I was, trust me, I was a fucking proud sponsor and endorser of those brands, but we were just, we had no money. So we're drinking cheap beer, eating ramen, eating like shit, treating our bodies like shit, but we're young, we're eternal, we're going to live forever, we're in our early, late teens early 20s i think i was like 19 drinking underage we paid a homeless man to buy us 40s off of gray street in richmond if you know the street and the town you know the 7-eleven i'm talking about and we would get drunk off fucking 40s of oe and like six packs of fucking paps or fucking natty light whatever was cheapest might have even been fucking milwaukee beast it's it's milwaukee best but we we grew up calling it milwaukee beast because again you know we weren't really right next but we might might as well have been and i'm just saying we we'd get so wasted and we had this german shepherd it was my buddy shane's and he lived with us we had five people in an apartment with three beds do the math and we were just hanging out one night watching a movie and uh somebody thought it was cool to like just put fucking the rest of the old english in gower gower was the name of the dog gower's bowl you know and he drank it and he got fucked up man like he got fucked up and he fucking he fell down he couldn't walk we thought it was hilarious. And he was fine the next day. In fact, he went on to better owners and he lived a long, fruitful, lush life. You know, and he died of natural causes and it was fine. You know, years later, he was, he was, he was fine. I don't want to make it sound like he, he died like of natural causes like shortly after the, the 40 experiment. And, you know, so I found out years and years later, oh my God, that was horrible. Like animals can't process things the way we do. And, you know, it's really bad for their kidneys. Like that's horrible. Like we could have killed the dog or seriously injured him or hurt him. We might've even shaved a year off his precious longevity. Um, but that's his fault for not eating enough salmon. Mm. I'm just saying, I feel bad about shit like that now. So of course I'm going to feel bad about a, a fleeting passing moment. You know, I've snapped at my, my, my son before I've snapped at my wife before, you know, you come home, he's stressed off from work or whatever. Then you're like, I don't want any more carrots or something <laughs> something like that. You know what I mean? And um, I can't remember, you know, who, who knows? I can tell you this, since I stopped drinking, I definitely don't fight as much with anybody anymore. But even in sobriety, you still have those days where shit just eats at you and, you and you snap and you just fucking lose your cool, you know? And you go, what? I told you I don't want any more carrots. You know, you're sick of the carrots. But uh, but then you realize, like, oh, shit, I'm a piece of shit. Like, this is the time I have with my family. And I need to fucking, I need to make more of that. I appreciate that. And I don't know how I got on this tangent, but uh, it was somehow looking up the fucking, the news. And by the news, I mean just 
Instagram shit that people post. I follow a couple of fan pages and some threads. And now when I go through my search on Instagram, again, it's just fishnet, panties, ass, the thing. Who's going to play Reed Richards in a live-action Fantastic Four movie? And who might play Zatanna if she ever gets her live-action movie or show, you know? Um, so that's that. That's that's that. Ant-Man 3. Uh, Rick and Morty writer Jeff Loveness has been hired as the writer for Ant-Man 3. That's just fantastic. That's actual official news. That's not even a rumor. And that's just awesome. Who's, who, who the fuck doesn't love the Ant-Man movies? You know what I mean? They're just fun. And they're so comic booky, and they're just fun. They're fast paced, you know. I just rewatched Ant Man and the Wasp, and it was so much fun. There's my son. Hey, buddy. Just speaking of the devil. Hey, buddy, you are naked. What are you doing? You gotta, you gotta put clothes on. You just took a bath. I'm almost done, buddy. Daddy's almost done. You want to say hi in the podcast? You want to say hello? Say hi, Kamikanzies. Hi, Kamikandis. Say it's just fiction. It's just fiction. Say thanks for listening. Accessoring. All right. I love those jammies. You got a lion, you got an alligator, you got a snake. Do you see that crocodile? Is that crocodile? Is that what that is? Not an alligator? And that is what I'm talking about right there. You know, my little Z comes running out, butt naked from the bath because he hears me and he wants to say hello. And I'm going to get off and I'm going to go spend time with my family because, you know, I love you guys. I love my kamikazes. I love doing the podcast. But now I got to spend time with my boy. You know what I mean? And that's just it. That's what it's all about. It's not always about who's going to play Zatanna in a live action movie. But it feels good to talk about who's going to play Zatanna. Also, I thought I might uh, let you guys know, we kind of had to change some of our lineup. And by we, I mean me. uh, Because, you know, there aren't going to be any new movies coming out in theaters anytime soon, soon. So uh, I wanted to share some of the the lineup with you guys. And that way, maybe you guys, it could prep you guys. I don't usually always do this, but every now and then I will, just to kind of give you guys an idea of the stuff coming down the line. Uh, uh, We got uh, Green Lantern we're going to be doing. Uh, Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Last Crusade. We are going to do all three Indiana Jones movies. And yes, you heard me right. I'm doing Temple of Doom first because that movie has always been the first one in the trilogy to me because it always seemed like the first one. Don't you think? Doesn't that movie always seem like the first one, the way it was shot, the way it came out, even though it came out in 84 and Raiders came out in 81? But Raiders always felt like the sequel to me for some reason. And then Crusade, of course, is just so, so perfect as the last Indiana Jones movie. I'm glad it was the last Indiana Jones movie they ever made. <clears throat> uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance coming up on its 25th anniversary next month in May, followed by Starship Troopers, Total Recall hitting its 30th. Uh, and we might cap it out with uh, Man of Steel, you know, at the 250th episode. You know, that's right. We're going to be at 250 soon, kids. That's fucking crazy. That's just so crazy. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. Like 250 episodes. And uh, I remember doing this show with a Tascam recorder over the phone with another guy who lived in another part of the state and we would do use headphones and then he would mail me his audio and I'd have to match them up and then record it. And it wasn't horrible sound, but 
um, the logistics of it and the timing of it were always kind of crazy, you know. And then it kind of transformed from there when I had some buddies and I would go over to their house and I and we would record with you know just one or two mics in the center of the room, you know. So you could just you could hear us, but it was like a more airy kind of thing. And now we're right up on fucking mics, you know. And now we're fucking uh, connecting with uh, Zoom and Anchor. And uh, I did Instagram the other night, you know. Just I just mic'd up the Instagram. And we fucking rolled, you know. And uh, like I said, this this time that we're living in right now, it's kind of forcing us to communicate a little bit more than it than we were. But I'm also grateful with the technology we have that we can able that we're able to continue to communicate. Now I'm able to get on a microphone like right now, you know, and start ranting, you know, and put it out there for other people to hear. For all 357,000 of you that listen, you know, <laughs> we love you. I love you. I keep saying we, and then I say me, but that that's also being selfish. Yeah, what the fuck? Because I can't forget about Hank. Thank you, Hank, for all your hard work in engineering. Oh, thanks, man. That, that means a lot. Good. I'm glad that means a lot to you because it means a lot to me. And look, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Please take this moment and, and just go to Apple Podcasts and rate us. Okay, if you have an iPhone or you have access to the Apple Podcast app, go to go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and rate us, okay? It doesn't hurt. It's free, and it makes us a little bit more visible and susceptible to the rest of the crowds when they're perusing for new podcasts. Um, go to Spotify. You can follow us on there. You can also follow us and rank us on Anchor.fm, who is our sponsor and our current carrier. And uh, Stitcher, also available on Stitcher. I believe you can rate and review us on there. If not, you can give us like a feedback i think you can shoot us messages and of course facebook.com slash comic cons podcast you can send us messages on there follow me on instagram at comic cons podcast and direct message me through there and thanks for listening email me at comic cons podcast gmail.com or direct message me at comic cons podcast on instagram and just sh- shoot me a line say hello you know uh, give me some feedback on the show or just give me some ideas of what you want me to talk about. You know, if there's a new trailer coming out you want me to talk about, if there's an old movie you want me to talk about, if there's a new movie or rumor, casting or otherwise, whatever, anything under the sun I'll talk about. It. Even if even if it has nothing to do with anything we talk about on the show, I'll talk about it, you know? So yeah, reach out, touch someone. But most of all, don't reach out and physically touch someone because you're supposed to be practicing social distancing right now. <laughs> And make sure you're being safe out there. Number one, numero uno, uh, if you're with your family, be good, love each other. If you're all alone, be good, love yourself. And don't forget to stay connected and reach out to people because, you know, you might need to do that now more than ever, you know. And uh, my heart goes out to anybody that's going through a really, really hard time right now. All jokes aside. And, uh, yeah, I hope this podcast, if anything, gives you a brief reprieve from any of that. You know what I mean? Like like a quick break from reality. I know I know at least for me, this podcast is is a great break from reality from all the other crazy shit that was going on before all this stuff. Now that this stuff is going on, it's actually been helpful for me to just kind of focus on something. So that way I don't focus on the anxiety of this or the late night animal. Ah! Ah! You know, <laughs> whatever the fuck that was. Was it a demon? A demon fox? Might have been a demon fox. I'll leave you with this little news, this little announcement. Um, I am going to be doing a series of episodes focused entirely on the Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. I thought about starting my own podcast, like a new podcast on Terminator (laughs) Sarah Connor Chronicles. 
We did a vote. I put it out there. The Kamikaze spoke. It was like 70% to 20. 20% said no. Thank you, James Powell, Monomoto, and Boo for 81, Uncle Rico. But the rest of the crew, the, the Kamikaze that weighed in anyway, the rest of it was resounding positive. So they want to see it. They want to hear it, I should say. Uh, but rather than do a new show, I feel like that would be kind of crazy to do a new show on 43 episodes of a television show that really was underrated, by the way, but just maybe not known by everybody. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fit it in right here, right here at home. So maybe you might start getting these little bonus episodes from me where, uh, you know, I start talking about fucking Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles, like once every other week, you know, like a little 30-minute rant about an episode. And if you want to download and listen to it, awesome. If you don't, hey, no worries, no sweat off my sack. However, if you like the show and you like me uh, ranting about shit that, even haven't even if you haven't seen it, maybe it'll get you into it, you know. And uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I never thought I would like when I was growing up, listening to shit. And those people that I listened to turned me on to other shit, you know. A little band called Pearl Jam got me into Wellwater Conspiracy because it was Matt Cameron's side band. It got me into a band called The Fastbacks. It actually even got me into Ben Harper way back when because he opened for him back in like '98. Uh, Kind of got me into the Melvins because again, Matt Cameron, he jammed with the, uh, you know, the fucking, what's his name? The lead singer from Melvins, whatever. Um, and it was through that kind of same thing, that same kind of thing with, with comics and getting, getting into uh, different comic artists and writers and getting into image and then getting into like Mark Millar stuff and then getting into Mark Miller, Mark Millar. Uh, it just all depends. It all kind of cascades, you know, and you kind of pick and choose what you like. And you know certain writers that you like or artists that you like, so you go follow their books and their stuff. Oh, he's he's writing for Batman or Brian K. Vaughn's doing this new book. Oh, great, awesome. Brian Michael Bendis is going to DC now, fantastic. So you just get into this other shit, you know what I mean? Same thing with movies. You know, Denis Villeneuve comes out with fucking this movie called Prisoners, and then all of a sudden he's, he's just a badass, right? And I liked every single one of his movies, you know, Sicario, Arrival, Blade Runner, 2049. I just went full circle. See what I did right there? Call back. Shut the mug up and sign off already. Okay, okay. He doesn't like to do long episodes when it's just me. He gets a little bored behind the knobs. Look, again, be good. Thanks for listening. Remember, if there's anything I've said on this show or any other show that made you ponder your existence or wonder exactly what the fuck this show is truly about, remember at the end of the day, don't take it seriously, kids. It's just motherfucking fiction. I'd like to begin with a fact, whether in a small town like McAllen and the Rio Grande, or in Chicago, New York, or Los Angeles, it is business, big business.